you can now listen to Conning the Con ad-free on Apple subscription and buymeacoffee.com forward slash Conning the Con. But that is not all you will find there. I've got two little words for you. Tonka Trilogy. If you know, you know, right? And if you don't, keep listening to Conning the Con and it will all become clear soon enough. And if you want a sneak peek, head over to at Conning the Con on Instagram and get a look at the lighter side of this, well, very heavy con story. Simply click the subscribe button now on Apple Podcasts for ad-free and bonus content. Or if you aren't an Apple user, head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash conning the con, where on top of that ad-free and bonus content, you can access exclusive videos. You'll find all the links, as always, in the show notes. Have you ever felt that pang of disappointment when you couldn't add a ticket to your collection because it was digital? Or maybe you just lost it. Well, stubforge.com is here to change that. Imagine this. Tickets that not only look, but feel like the real deal. Because each ticket from Stubforge is printed on the same quality stock that Ticketmaster uses and printed with genuine ticket printers. It's like holding a piece of the concert, the game or the show right in your hands. But Stubforge isn't just about replacing tickets. With the easy-to-use interactive designer, you can create custom tickets for anything from concerts to sports games, pregnancy announcements or parties. Why not make your invitations stand out with tickets that are as unique as your event? And if you're trying to complete a back catalogue of missing tickets, Stubforge offers bulk discounts to make it both easy and affordable. With Stubforge, you can once more give your loved ones physical tickets and see their eyes light up instantly at the best gift you can give. So whether you're looking to reignite your ticket collection, craft the perfect gift, or send the coolest invites, head over to stubforge.com. Start creating today and see how Stubforge makes every ticket a story worth saving. Visit stubforge.com and start making tickets today. Stop. You're about to listen to Episode 5 of Season 2 of Con in the Con, but you need to have listened to Episode 1 through 4 first. And for some reason, there's been a bit of a glitch in the Matrix and Episode 5 dropped into some people's feeds before Episodes 1 through 4. They are all available and out now. So if you are in the glitch, go to show and start at Episode 1 of the Tonka Trilogy. Also, quick corrections corner before we get started. Emma mentions her new podcast in this episode, but it has since changed names, so you can find her new podcast, The Bravery Academy, on all the usual platforms. And if you want to check out this episode visually, it is out on YouTube at Sarah Ferris Media. You can find all the links in the show notes or on my Instagram at Podcast. That's con with an N. See what I did there? Something is creeping, don't follow it down. Emma, it has been a hot minute. Last episode ended up being cut off because of, I think it was a cat or something that came into the room. Your cat. Doing, my cat. Some, one of my many cats because I am the crazy cat lady. So we kind of stopped the recording back in 2019. And here we are picking it back up in 2023, which is a bit of madness. Emma and I have not read the script since, I think, since. Then. Yeah, exactly. I could not bear to go back. And then every so often I'd want a little giggle. So I'd just think it back to one of the lines. 
and it just have me, you know, I was a fat kid and I loved cake. And that just oh. kept me giggling away. It's all I needed. Oh, I tell you what, before we go on, can we have a little update on actually how the hell you are? Because that's the question that everybody asks me other than where the hell can we find the Tonka Trilogies? How you doing? How, how I doing? Well, set sister. the scene. Uh, it's 2023. I am in the best place I've been in my life in the Woo-hoo! longest time. Yeah, that's so cool. So that feels feels amazing. I still have things come up, but you know what? It's been the lessons and learnings with it which feel so beneficial. So I'm not going to say that I would like to go through that again. Hundred percent, no. But I'm in a really good space, both from the fact that I feel recovered because it was actually really a big ugh, physical yeah. and emotional and mental drain that whole process. And I still just sometimes can't believe that, that happened to me. But it did. And the things that have come out of it is the lessons that I now share in the work that I do with my online work, my coaching, my retreats. And so the short story, yeah. I feel great. Yay. And, and I was going to say there's one other exciting thing that's come out of this that is to come, little teaser, you're going to take all of those lessons and put some science and research behind it and you'll make <gasps> dun, dun, Did you dun. forget? I actually did completely forget there, but I'm actually, actually launching my wellbeing podcast, Dear Stress, that is about you changing your relationship with stress and looking at the art of living. And you've talked about a lot of amazing things that you're doing, but if people just wanted to find you through the inter-Google, what's the best place (laughs) to find you? The interweb. But the easiest way is The Breath Effect, either on Instagram, Facebook, website, connect with me, or even just come into one of my free masterclasses that I run every few weeks and learn a bit more about that science of stress and how you can transform the way that your mind and your body's reacting. Let's crack into where we left off with Andrew in an Australian Hannibal Lecter-style cell because yep. he had broken some rules. So let's pick back up, Emma, and uh, you've got to read it to me again. It's like old times, but happier. But way happier. And you know it. what? I love when we're going to do a recap of where Andrew is now in a few <gasps> weeks' time because – there is some overlap in these stories right now. So you wait. All right. So I'm going to start back with, I was advised after the first 24 hours that I was being held under the new anti-association laws. These are roughly the same as anti-terrorism laws. Guilty until proven innocent with a max term of seven years for association. I don't think in any Western country it's guilty until proven innocent. A guy came in and showed me photos of me selling bikes in Australia to known rebels, known rebel locations. Oh, wait, sorry. It's Andrew's writing here. I'm going to have to work with this. He's not got his ghostwriter in place yet. <laughs> a, a guy came in and showed me photos of me selling bikes in Australia to known rebel locations. They were then photos of me in the group Ride in LA. They had me closed down Facebook page and also fraudulently obtained loans from my stolen identity. Any argument I produced, they could spin a separate away. I was distraught. But deep down, I felt like I was getting set up. Another feeling I've had the moment. So just to put that into context, he is obviously writing this as he's not sure what's happening with me at the time. The fact that he's alluding to the fact that he thinks he's being set up and he still goes down this track is just always mind-blowing, isn't it? 
I know. I know. There's moments where he remember him just before he got arrested where he's like, you know, what if someone's waiting for me at the border? And I remember messaging him back and being like, (laughs) why would they be waiting for you at the border? And I'm like, oh, they're waiting. (laughs) (laughs) We're all All waiting. We're all waiting. Get off the plane. All right. By week two, my fear had turned to anger towards the government laws. A couple other bikers had been thrown into the Hannibal Hannibal area with me and they were furious. It's just so ridiculous. When they found out that I was in under the same thing, they would yell out to me, stay strong, brother. This is bullshit. And we will get you out. It was nice to have someone care that you existed inside. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, God. Coming into 14 days in isolation, the max most inmates do is five days. He's already so amazing. Yeah. I had not provided a single thing. My lawyer was useless, and they could technically hold me for 12 months without a charge. Word had got around the high security unit that I'd been treated like an animal, but was keeping strong. (laughs) Gold. Such an animal. The other gang members inside threatened officers to get me out of isolation and treat me like a human and put me in the same unit as everyone else. Where is this even a thing? That's not. Remind, what's the crime that he's done? He's associated with gang members or something. For Just associated. He sold them a motorbike. Just in terms of numbers, the amount of Hannibal Lecter style sales they would need when they're starting (laughs) with that level of punishment. I mean, where do the murderers go? In Australia. Oh, I don't know, but it's not going to be good because <laughs> they've used those all up. Exactly. <laughs> right, where are we at? Oh, yeah. On day 14, my door was flung open at 5 a.m. I was escorted out of the glass cell and into a sterile room with no cameras or special locks. It's a <laughs> random thing. What's a special lock? There was a stain. open with your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a stainless desk in the middle, one chair that they sat me in, and four chairs opposite. I sat in the chair for what felt like hours, and when the door opened, four big guys, three in suits, and one in casual gear walked in. I didn't even look up. I just figured it was another test, another way trying to extract info that I was not going to comment on by intimidation. He's so smart. He's already in the yeah, mind like games. A, he's the mind game. He's so good with it. As the guys in the suits walked past, the guy in the casual guest stood next to me and put his hand on my shoulder. He put a cup of coffee in front of me and simply said, long time no see, old mate. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Nick, the dead guy from the water skiing? Because that would be amazing. It was fucking Sam. (gasps) Quote, unquote. I didn't know I should stand up and hug him or stand up and punch him. I went for the first option. I absolutely stank it this time. I'd only been able to have a one-minute cold showers for the past two weeks and no deodorant. I mean, that does paint a picture and a smell for you. I can smell myself, and I've always been paranoid ever since. I'm glad it's not a scratch and sniff podcast. But also, (laughs) can you give us a little reminder of who Sam was in the story? Not in real life. Yeah, I know. I'm like, Sam is the policeman. Um, Sam was one of the school buddies and wakeboarding buddies. Okay. He didn't turn up to Vegas, though. That was Nick. Okay. So, no, Nick's dead at that stage. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, God. not Nick. Carl. 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 Get, bloody Carl. Get my bloody Carl. Okay. No, Sam, and Sam is actually a policeman in real life. I probably can't use that, but. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> We'll probably go to jail now and we'll be in a, in a Hannibal Lecter style. Do you know film. what? I found they can't do much from Australia to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs>
Sam had in his hand a file that had my private security work in it and my work for a US organization. Oh, of course. It was undercover stuff, of course. Here we go. The We're other suits. Date. This is going deep. The other suits had files with current info and situation. Sam sat down opposite me and started the conversation. He started with a huge apology and went on to explain that they had to break me to make everything appear 100% real. <laughs> For my family concern. Stop. Hold on, Emma. Let's just take a moment and a breather on that. 100% real. And listen to what we're reading. Well, but they broke him, Sarah. 100. I mean, just really. Don't even question it. Oh. For my from my family concern to my newfound hatred of the government laws, it had been strategically planned to have the other fellows from the MC clubs witness my treatment and get the connections rolling. Do you know what, though? Don't you think if he was that good at being undercover, they would have told him that this was happening so that he could be that good undercover with them? <laughs> exactly. Like the double undercover, double undercover? <laughs> so true. Behind the scenes, it had also given them time to ensure clubs knew I had been arrested and that I was being tight-lipped about everything. Oh, there we go. That's mm. it, you know. He's, he's got known, trust written all over him. He has. He's known for being tight-lipped. Number one rule of being a spy, don't tell anyone you're a spy. And here we are reading <laughs> his autobiography. He's his own yep. little WikiLeaks. Yeah, yeah he can't help himself. All right. This made the clubs reach out to inside members to ensure I was looked after and was a trusted bad guy. Ha ha ha. If you knew me, you would realize how ridiculous I look in a max security institution. And you know what? I feel like you'd do really quite well. That's where you should be. Yeah. Get Sam then handed over. <laughs> Sam then handed over to the suits from three different Australian organizations. I need authority on this. Oh, here we go. This yeah, exactly. I need authority on this to comment. But what I can say is, <laughs> he's still going to say stuff, that not only <laughs> looked after local threats, but also overseas threats. They've been very impressed with my business success, but also my ability to work with a wide variety of people. Oh, they also had a glow recommendation from the US organization. Oh, how nice. They got, like, oh, I love a, a good reference. Don't you love a was good that, reference? Was that from, you know, Obama at the time? Who was in? Who was there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I can't even remember what year we're talking anymore. It yeah, could have been Nixon yeah. for all we know. <laughs> During this conversation, I found out that Sam was fronting as an Australian federal police officer by day, but was in fact part of the anti-terrorism unit. He hadn't been able to even tell his own wife for an array of reasons. I was also informed at the time that I was in a job interview, so to speak. They needed a way in to get possibly concerning information from a couple of inmates held in the facility. Wow, that's a really long-winded way about getting information out. <laughs> These guys weren't even bikers. They were something completely different. But I had just oh. given the relevant agencies the perfect excuse to send someone in from the inside who could gain trust and grow relationships. I don't think it was the best excuse. No. Not a thing. The offer was $1,000 a day with a choice of ongoing work upon completion, a guaranteed exit if needed, and safety for my family. <laughs> Sorry. I love that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> the only downside was I could never tell my family or anyone outside that room of my job. This included the prison guards who needed to know I was being held as a legitimate person of association. The guards are the worst people for leaks and will get you killed by accident. By, by trapping off? Oh, trapping off, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Being a bit gobby. I've also seen them deliberately set people up in their own benefit. Oh, naughty, naughty guards. To this day, I wouldn't trust many normal police or prison officers as far as I could kick them. 
Oh, I guess it's fair. You know, when you've been in prison as many times as that guy has, yeah. you probably wouldn't trust them. I yeah. mean, it's mutual. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule in every situation, and I've had some great mates who are both above who will hate me for writing that, but power can be a very dangerous thing in the wrong hands. Oh. We had to discuss all sides of the objective before 7 a.m. so we could stage it at another breach of rights questioning session. Oh, wow, he's going. That's hard work. I was told who... And what sort of info was required, and given a contact on the outside who was to appear as my girlfriend for phone oh, calls and visits. She better get more than a thousand a day. Jesus. Yeah. She was an analyst, and I was given some brief code words to use in phone conversations to convey my current developments. <laughs> what do you think the code words might have been? I don't know. There's going to be some dodgy mm. stuff there. All right. Back on track. No, oh, she doesn't <laughs> exist. I don't know why I feel sorry for her. <laughs> I'm, I'm this so is what he does. This is what he does. He brings empathy in. It does. All phone calls, letters, and even visits are heavily recorded. So extreme caution was required to not trigger any suspicions from the guards in the prison wall ears that are everywhere. Good Lord. By lunchtime that day, I'd been given my box of shorts back. <laughs> oh, what a treat. It was a horrible <laughs> just to even think that he was freeballing. I've never been so happy to get the simple things in life. I was moved to a maximum security shithole where I went from one extreme of glass walls to complete concrete and solid steel door. It was claustrophobic and time in your own head did strange things. I had some form of relief given my newfound role, but also a huge burden to never tell my family and friends. They all thought I was scum and to this day, they still do. Yes, Andrew, to this day. They still do. You haven't changed that narrative as much as you think, dude. I had to figure out the routine. In max security, you get very little time with other inmates as the majority are in for murder, rape, and all sorts of horrendous things. Picture your new job is to now make friends with these people. Throughout a number of my missions, I've seen and heard some things that I will never forget. And there are plenty of nights I cannot sleep. That's really hard for him. I think part of that is not being able to tell anyone. And to be honest, I wouldn't tell my worst enemy some of the things as I wouldn't want to put that onto anyone. I feel like he's just going to be able to tell us, isn't he? He's about to tell us. Yeah, yeah. It's all a secret, but here we go. I'm telling you. Anyway, moving forward, I can't give full details at the time, but I spent three months getting to know the target's routine. They went out to the exercise yard twice a day for 30 minutes each time. The yard was the worst place, as it was where all the shit goes down, as it takes the guards a couple of minutes to get to you. Oh, that's so scary. The best part is he's done so much research while in New Zealand in jail. You know, he had 12 to 24 months. Oh, the time he went to jail first, you mean? Yeah. So he's actually basing these experiences on his New Zealand prison experience. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely I don't no think Hannibal there's any Hannibal. <laughs> no Hannibal Lepticide cells there. No, I think they get a massage in it, you know. A little slap on the wrist, don't they? And on their way. Hi, I'm Sean McCabe. And I'm Carrie McCabe. We are, well, married, obviously, (laughs) but we're also obsessed with the darker side of things. True crime stories, alien abductions, poltergeists. If it leaves you scratching your head and keeping those lights on at night, we want to hear about it. That's why we host the podcast Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie. 
Every week, we bring our listeners a true story guaranteed to send chills down your spine, from history's most brutal serial killers to the mystery of spontaneous human combustion. Yep, lots of these stories leave unanswered questions behind, and you'll get to poke through the rubble of the evidence with a hardened skeptic and... Someone whose mind is more open to fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> You can find Ain't It Scary with Sean and Carrie wherever you get your podcasts and on social media at Ain't It Scary. Come play with us. Three AM, the comedy horror podcast that holds weekly gatherings around the campfire. Let me tell you what you're gonna get. You're gonna hear stories about demonic possessions, prison stabbings, skinwalkers, glitches in the matrix, cult leaders, missing four one one. Night Marchers, Operation Paperclip, Mesopotamian Devil Worship, and so many monsters it'll give Kanye West a runaway for his money. Pop and meme culture also aren't off topic. A camp where laughs and scares are constantly competing for first place. We're just a group of friends trying to bust each other's balls, find the best stories, and expand the circle in the process. 3AM, the comedy horror podcast, not for the faint or fragile of heart. Let's go. One of my new MC mates wanted to go out to the yard and train. He was a big lad and made me look like a midget. We used to do a boot camp-like workouts in the morning, then pace back and forth in the afternoon, completely caged in. I remember it was 14 steps and 14 steps end to end. If it rained, the guards left you out there until 30 minutes was up. Oh, that's annoying. I feel like he's watched Shawshank Redemption or something, that he's really channeling a movie here. Oh, and obviously Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, true. One of my targets was a fellow about 50 years old and other about 42. They were both on murder charges, so I shouldn't laugh at that, but I'm just thinking, like, that's really scary for him. <laughs> it's not real. Chicken. Okay. <laughs> but I was after information on their business operations as the trail had gone cold and no one could find a lead. They started to notice me out with all the bikers, but also noticed that I looked a lot more like a businessman. Oh! Most in there. Okay. Stop it. How? How? Was he wearing a tie on his jumpsuit? He just has that demeanor. It's like, I swagger with the style of success. Oh, too (laughs) much. Too much. I was asked to put, I can't even help. I feel like I'm going to go into that voice of, I was asked to come play cards with them. So I did. (laughs) It's not, he's got a really annoying Australian accent. That's not what he sounds like. But that's because you're channeling the businessman in him. I mean, I'm swaggering like a businessman. (laughs) The, The usual pleasantries exchanged. What are you in for? How long you got? All that crap. You need to be careful as these guys in these places are looking for every angle to blackmail you or hold something over your head. I was very cautious with my responses, but also told the truth to an extent. I had a shipping company, etc. This got their attention. I was invited to play cards every afternoon. One afternoon, we were playing a game, talking shit, and a new guy was lit in the yard. Scary looking bastard, full neck and face tats and very Russian looking. <laughs> he walked back and forth for the afternoon, keeping to himself. I saw he had caught the attention of my new mates, targets. The next afternoon, we were playing cards, and the older of the two targets got up out of the seat, pretending to stretch. As a new Russian guy turned in front of us, the old boy pulled a broken piece of timber from the sleeve and stabbed the Russian guy in the neck ten times. It was so quick. He then flushed the timber down the open-air toilet. 
an open air toilet. Oh, that's probably a thing. I don't. I've never seen that in Shawshank or any of those ones. You just <laughs> no. You, well, you put your hands and make the tea sign. Surely the, 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 guys know. <laughs> the teacher comes and lets you out. Just wait till you break. I mean, exactly. Let's just rewind that. It was so quick. He then flushed the timber down the open air toilet, washed his hands with what? The toilet water? The toilet water. <laughs> Exactly. Oh. And walked back over to us. He sat down and looked at me and just said, is it my deal? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, so wow. That's a lot, isn't it? Let's have a little reflect on that for a moment. Oh. I mean, the visual's good. I could hear the Russian choking on his own blood, but oh. I could also hear <laughs> Did he not want to say, help? Uh, <laughs> I could hear the Russian choking on his own blood, but I could also hear the guards running down the hall. I said, I think so, mate. That's it. Is it my deal? Oh, what? I think so, mate. As in, deal me in. Yeah. Yeah. The guards burst in and we all had to lay on our fronts with our hands behind our back while each was handcuffed. The Russian survived. No. Ten times. That is some terrible Just. aim. He's literally gone for one of the smallest places that he could have stamped an artery and he still missed. I mean, did he just like scratch it with a little bit of like, <laughs> like a splinter? <laughs> was, was it a toothpick? What was he using? I think, I think it was a splinter effect. He just went, oh, damn it. Oh, another one. <laughs> Meanwhile, the outdoor toilet's been blocked by a tiny piece of stick. <laughs> <laughs> The Russian survived just, but he was moved to the protection unit. I think he should have been taken to the hospital was what I'm thinking, because of splinters. <laughs> and the other fellow was moved to isolation for 14 days. Fair to say, those 14 days were long days when back in my cell, trying to figure out if it was a message for me or was it something else. Oh, I didn't see that. I did would... not see that as part of it. Why would he message for him? It was the Russian that got stabbed. Well, yeah. Mm. And the next point he said is, you can't ask these things and you can get more info by saying, Nothing. <laughs> how do you get more info by saying nothing? That's how he got his university degree. <laughs> he, he said really nothing and turned up to nothing. He still got really high grades. Yeah, those three weeks made him. Throughout these 14 days, I had made great progress with the younger of the two. He started to open up a bit more. Both he and the older guy were communicating via messages and the dinners and lunch, thanks to hookups in the kitchen. How were they doing that? Oh, Emma, have you not watched <gasps> 60 Days In? They stick notes in the bottom of the trays. Even I know that. Okay, the next line is the best. All the prison stuff you see on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Most of it is for real. Oh, they are God. very, very crafty. There you go. There you go. And you have nothing but time to figure these things out. Yes, you do have time, mm. Andrew, which is why you've written me a novel. I reckon he's already pre-written this when he was in, in jail. Oh, do you think? There's a lot in here. Because when he sent it through, you know, he had to be working on this full, full stick to be writing as much as he did. Which was pretty hard because he was holding down cons at the time and a real job. Yeah, true. No, no, there was no real job. He was just just out the cons. He? No, he was out of that by that stage. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, by the time the other older guy had done his isolation stint, been charged with another attempted murder charge, and then put back out to play cards again. Hold on, hold on, let's rewind. We know about the system at this stage. So he's just stabbed someone and he doesn't even go to the Hannibal Lecter-style cells. The whole thing is just random. His ghostwriter's got a lot of work to do, is all I'm saying. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, by the time the older guy had done his isolation stint, been charged with another attempted murder charge, and then put back out to play cards again, I've been in for close to four months, and I was none the closer. I had to inform my girlfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> of the issues, and I needed needed time. Throughout this time, I had come across some very loose lip dickheads who bragged about certain major crimes. I was able to pass this info onto my girlfriend in code, who was able to put some task forces in action. This resulted. No, he's really done some good work here, Sarah. Don't yes, you mock him? He's redeemed himself. You wait. This is the bit he's done. This resulted in three major drug busts and also location for significant explosive devices. Oh, wow. Wow, he's gone drugs and bombs. Nice. So it wasn't all wasted time, that's what he said. But it mm. also, unfortunately, showed I was good at the job. Mm, that's <laughs> Unfortunately. Mm. The one time you wish you could get fired. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he's getting paid $1,000 a day. His commissary must have just been filling up. It's, rid- it's so ridiculous. Well, my shipping company became the inn. The two fellas told me stories of shipments that they were doing to make money. They never told me what, but it was the money we wanted to stop as it was being used for some very scary purposes, both in Oz and overseas. When I had found some links, I shared this info with my girlfriend, informed me that I would be getting out within the month and that official police would come in and advise me that I was no longer needed for questioning. This meant I really had to get some leads. Oh, yeah, he hasn't <laughs> done enough. Only the cops came in and told me that they had no further reason to hold me. I had 24 hours to get a contact. I simply went up and offered my shipment services if they ever needed. Both targets smiled at me and said they will be in touch. What's been your favourite bits in this episode so far? I just like his delusional dreams, the fact that he's doing good in the world and that it's really hard for him. I mean, those always, those, those bring back really fond memories. Because <laughs> I know, how much of the, the stuff that you read today did he try and sell to you ever when you were going out with him? Oh, Both yeah, the story. whole, like, that piece of, like, he went to jail but falsely imprisoned and then they, you know, they couldn't charge him, so that's why there's no record of it. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, that seems really unusual. So he's got the story of it in his head that he's always been falsely charged and, like, I just – can't understand if he actually thinks that happens to him or if there's part of him that goes, I'm just going to make this into my version. Well, do you know what's interesting? I was listening to Cautionary Tales podcast the other day and one of my favorite people popped up, you know, Maria Kornikova, the psychologist Mm -hmm. who wrote The Confidence Game. And she said something in it and it was like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Because, you know, that question is what is their brain thinking about when they're doing Mm -hmm. these cons? And that was what was asked. So she said, what I've come to believe is that almost no cons are just for money. I think at the end of the day, it's for power. It's for the feeling of control over other people's realities and people's lives. It really is playing God. Doesn't that that ring true with what we've just listened to? Spine chills. And then she goes on to say, you get to craft a world for someone else to live in and they believe in it and you get to manipulate what they're doing. I mean, what a rush of control. Doesn't that just like put the motive into focus more? Because it's always felt a bit blurred trying to understand Mm. why the hell he would have written this book in the first place. (laughs) When the books makes no sense except to be like a deflection to avoid what was actually happening at the time. But also when you overlay that, 
he's crafted a whole world that he wants you to believe in and live in through that book. Yeah. But where have you ever heard of someone doing that same story? Yes, they tell lies. It's part of the the gaslighting. But then for someone to actually write it down (laughs) in a narrative? (laughs) I've never heard that. It's crazy that he went to that level. Well, we're going to leave it there. And so next week, I haven't looked to see what's coming next. Yeah, how much more? We're actually, we've got chapter eight coming still, infiltrating Oz in New Zealand. (gasps) Wow. It's a lot. How the fuck did I become the prison guy? Quote, unquote. We'll come back to that later. Oh, my goodness. It's just so much, you know. So the funny thing is about the Tonka trilogy is that it's actually just only one book as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even a trilogy. That's a spoiler alert, people. If we are lucky enough to get the next two, well, books through, something bad's happened because it means we're back in contact with them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We hope you've enjoyed this bonus content. If so, do feel free to leave us a five-star review over on Apple. It makes all the difference and does help others find us. And if you're enjoying Conning the Con so much that you want to see videos of Emma and I actually recording the next couple of episodes, go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Conning the Con and I will upload the videos there for you. This is a Community podcast production. You can check out more binge-worthy, award-nominated podcasts like Clueless the Long Con, Stop the Killing and Guilty Greeny on all the usual platforms or head over to Instagram at Podcast. That is, of course, con with an N. Or simply click the links in the show notes. And for all things Emma Ferris, go to at The Breath Effect on Instagram. Until next time, in the words of the world's most unassuming spy... We are now going dark. Something is creeping in, don't follow it down. Dive into the heart of crime with Foul Play Crime Series. Immerse yourself in the most perplexing cases where each twist and turn is more baffling than the last. With riveting storytelling, In detailed analysis, Foul Play brings the unsolved and unexplained to life, captivating your imagination. Listen to Foul Play Crime Series now, where every story is a puzzle waiting to be solved. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.